Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Lore Sports proudly brings to you the best racing podcast in the world. Now, here's your host, Lauren Leach, the color guy, Mark Allen, the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Hey, Loose Lug Nation, welcome to episode number 86 of the Loose Lug Racing Podcast. Shout out to Chris again for the intro. Mark, when I think of the number 86, I think of A.J. Krieger, who used to race the Bandolero, I think it was. Uh, I apologize if it was Super Cup, but I think it was Bandolero. Moved up to the trucks uh, a few years later. How about Woody? Jake Zielinski used to race around Wisconsin International Raceway. Neil Castles, Buddy Baker, and Buck Baker at the NASCAR levels. Who would I, I think of? Who do you got? Hey, man, how about Jonathan Eckelberg? He runs down uh, southern Wisconsin. And and Steve Vaughn, hey, he runs a late model over at Rockford. So, but, uh, yeah, another 80, 86. Yeah, I had Jack, so, uh, Jake Zielinski. Yeah, we haven't seen him uh, for a little bit. He would dabble a little bit on a half mile, quarter mile. But, yeah, 86, not much of another number, man. So, tough one there. Yeah, we are, we're up in the tough numbers a little bit here. But um, still some good ones on there. Hey, I wanted to start by saying thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the families and friends of Chris Robley and Jimbo Slice. Chris Robley uh, was a uh, crewman out at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway. Unfortunately, lost his life going to uh, a racetrack and uh, had an unfortunate accident there. And then I personally worked with Jimbo at Wisconsin International Raceway, one of the nicest guys. Uh, another one that hurts here. It's been a rough year for the racing community. Uh, Jimbo was a guy who I would see every night, every Thursday night, he would run the lights for the figure eights. And him and I would say hi to each other and talk about racing and share a good laugh. And uh, I really missed that this year. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I heard of his passing and uh, just been tough. And also, uh, I want to say thoughts and prayers out to Chandra and uh, Jimmy Johnson's family as too after that tragedy so uh kind of a rough couple of weeks here um we're starting to think uh about terry van roy's memorial race uh, july 8th there at 141 as well so it's just been uh just been a rough year man rob vandermoss we talked about a few of these uh people earlier in the year but uh, a couple more over the last few weeks and it just sucks yeah man that's all part of the fraternity man it's just like family so yeah so prayers to all the families that are all involved in on there, yeah, that Terry Van Roy deal out there Saturday at 141. I was going to Shano, but uh, also when I heard it was all about Terry and everything like that, I'd say, Oh, I changed the plans real fast. I want to go out there and honor him on that 141 on the, I believe that's the 8th of July. Yeah, I had something else on the list to do that day, but that didn't come to fruition. So that's uh, that's on the back burner. We'll see if I'm able to, to make that one. I hope so to honor Terry and another guy that we think about every uh. Every day, really, and especially when we're around racetracks. Yeah, hey, they give trophies away to the kids every every week, so that's really cool. They pop up these trophies, and and these kids all get get to have a trophy because that's that's just what Terry liked to do, give trophies yep. away. So so it keeps keeps right on going, man. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Absolutely, we uh, will think of them positively and remember the the good times, man. For sure, man. Well, uh, let's uh, go to the hotline right away. We have five-time Slinger Super Late Model Champion Steve Apel joining us today. So let's go to the hotline. Let's go to the hotline. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's do it, man. 
All right, Steve. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How about you guys? Hey, Steve, what's up? What you doing this, uh, today? I uh, just got done working on some race cars and uh, <laughs> heading, heading up to uh, my son's uh, baseball game here in a little bit. Oh, awesome. man, that's, uh, that's awesome stuff there. Well, uh, let's get started here. You're a five-time Slinger Super Late Model Champion, winning championships in 2013, 14, and 15, and then again in 2019 and 20. In addition to that, you're also the 2015 Red, White, and Blue Champion here at Wisconsin International Raceway and a three-time Pepsi Series Champion down at Slinger, which for people that don't know, uh, was a three-race series that Slinger previously did. So uh, pretty successful everywhere you go. Yeah, we've had a lot of success success at Slinger. Got the got the chance to travel a little bit uh, in 2015 thanks to the Quickie Driver Development Program. So that was pretty cool. Um, but really, really just been focusing on, on Slinger lately. Um, just in our backyard, it's about a mile and a half from our shop here, our house, and uh, makes it convenient and uh, it's a fun place to race. So got a little, a little bit of traveling and end of last year, a little bit beginning of this year. Uh, plan to do some more uh, when time permits, but uh, it's a busy schedule. We get uh, the, the whole family's racing. So my brother races on Tuesday night, my kids race on, on Thursdays and on Saturdays, and and then uh, typically slinger on Sundays. So um, trying to trying to trying to juggle it all and keep all all the tires going in the right direction. <laughs> hey, how did you get your start in racing? Uh so my my dad uh, was part of a team. Uh, team 16 motorsports standout camp uh, on the team. And uh, so he was, he was involved with that team uh, for a long, long time. And then had kids, my brother and myself, and we got to spend a lot of time in the race shop. So as we grew up, we didn't do any racing ourselves, uh, my brother and myself uh, until we were about 14 and 15. Uh, we, uh, we put together a four cylinder, uh, the, the Danny, the, the team owners said, Hey, you know, you guys are helping out a lot. And, uh, you know, we, we were begging to go race and we wanted to race in the worst way. And he put together a four cylinder. So my brother raced it one night and then I raced it the next week and we switched off for the first year. And then, uh, quickly moved into uh, late models, uh, at Slinger, uh, with a old touring car, which was a full perimeter car ran that for first two seasons and then jumped into supers. You mentioned, uh, your brother, Jared, uh, he's helped you along the way, been a part of, uh, your team for a long time. Mentioned he races himself. In fact, he's in a sports mod now, if I'm correct. Yeah. So he, he kind of got out of racing, uh, for, for a while there, just really focused on helping me and, uh, and, and doing everything he can to learn about the race cars. And, and then uh, a couple of years ago, he got the itch to, to get back, back in a race car. So he got into, uh, into an enduro car did that for one season and then at the end of that season got into a legend car and then uh went from asphalt right to dirt and once he got on dirt he had quite a bit of success and and then uh kind of got hold of that and uh figured it was time to go to a full-size car so got a sport mod at the end of last year and he's been uh been doing that and it's been it's been a lot of fun it's pretty laid back uh you know one or two guys for a crew and uh you typically the, the three kids, my, my two kids and my brother's son, uh, we all go all go together. So like last night we're out racing and it's uh <laughs> my brother, myself and uh and our and our and our and our kids. So so it's a lot of fun. I always joke with like we're in the daycare with us we got a seven year old, a six year old and a four year old. So <laughs> it's uh it's a lot to keep track of, but the kids love scraping mud and being at the dirt track, so it's a lot of fun. 
That's awesome, man. Uh, you mentioned your boys racing now, Cameron and Harrison. They're really special, man. I know you went through a lot. I'm not sure how much you want to get into that. They have a unique bond. How are they doing? And then how has racing gone for them? And, and where are they all racing? Yeah, so so Cameron, when he was five, we got him into kick carts uh, a little bit on dirt up at GSR and at Beaver Dam. And then uh, it was kind of hard because our youngest one wasn't old enough to race. So and he was, he was every time he'd go on the racetrack, he'd be crying that he wanted to race too. So we kind of put that on hold until he was old enough. And then unfortunately last year, Cameron got sick and uh, kind of had to take the summer off. So we, we kind of put all the go-karts aside and, and really focused in on – on, that, on him getting healthy and and uh, you know this year we asked the doctors you know if it was okay if we if he could play sports and, and race and he looked at me like you, you want him to race and I'm like well it's just go karts and yeah I think it's pretty safe and he's like well I'd be a kid man like he's 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 healthy enough right now that he can do whatever any other kid is doing and that's what he wants to do go for it so we've been uh, been racing Road America and and Dousman and they're having a blast doing it. Uh, they're they're super competitive uh, in a good way and in a bad way because uh, whoever beats whoever that the person that finishes the second or third is usually the one that's pretty upset. So it's a uh, it's a fine line of you know trying to get them to be competitive and they are, but also you know being a being a good loser at the same time. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I, t- I tell you, I I really enjoy racing myself, but watching the kids race and, and battle with each other and um, just the 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 have the whole family there it's 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 super special and it's it's a blast you can probably relate to that uh sibling rivalry just a little bit huh yeah a little bit you know <laughs> it's uh one of those things where my brother and i have always wanted to uh to race against each other we did a little bit legend cars uh in the past the past couple of years and then when uh, we sold our legend cars he got a sport mod and i keep joking i said one of these days i'm gonna come home with a sport mod so i can race against him again <laughs> Um, just, just so we can, you know, so I can, who, you know, I can beat him and you can beat me and we can, we can have fun with it. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a family deal, you know, it's between my, my parents and my brother and my wife and just everybody, uh, supporting us and, and being there to, to help us when they can. And, um, just trying to have fun. Like this is, I always tell people like I want to win in the worst way, but at the same time, this, this sport is about, uh, hanging out with your friends on a, on a, you know, you're on an asphalt track or dirt track and uh, enjoying it. So, Hey, you also mentioned GSR Cartway up in uh, Clintonville there. I've been there once to announce one of the most super cool new nights of my life and my announcing career. Um, that place is, is so awesome. And those kids rip around that place, man. They do. You know, we, I, I asked my boys this beginning of this year, I said, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to race asphalt or dirt? And uh, GSR is is a little, little bit of a ways for us. They race during the week, so it's it's pretty hard for us to get up there with my work schedule. And um, you know, I know that Road America and Dallas race on weekends, and with Slinger not racing every week every Sunday, uh, it kind of gave us opportunity to, to try some asphalt stuff. And uh, my kids, they really want to race something with a wing on it on dirt, but I I don't uh, I don't foresee that being in their future. I just think that's a little bit too dangerous for them. But um, they love it and. GSR is an awesome racetrack. We had a blast when we went up there. Um, it's it's on the way up north for us. So the, the couple of times we ran up there, we we'd go race on Thursday night and then head up north after that. Uh, made for a quiet ride after after racing with the kids because um, <laughs> they're pretty pretty zonked out. So, but it's it's a cool place. 
Hey, that's pretty cool, man. Hey, it's getting to be that time of summer, man. Here comes the Nationals, man. You've had a lot of disappointment there on the Nationals. Uh, um, tell us uh, some of your bad luck and how you're going to turn this around this year and get that victory. You know, the Slinger Nationals are one that, you know, I say it every year, but it's it started our calendar, and it truly is. Uh, you know, we, we spend the first half of the season strictly focused on long run speed and uh, the Nationals, and you know, trying to try stuff and, and dial it, dial us off in. And we've been so close. Uh, you know, we, we, we did win it once and got it taken away in the tech shed. And, you know, it's, it's my own doing. So I'll take 100% blame for that and move on. And, um, you know, but we've had really good cars in the past. And, like, even the last year, we had a really good car uh, just trying to buy my time early in the race and just ride. And I felt like we had a really stable car. And then I heard the motor uh, pretty early in the race, so we tired. So, uh, parts failures taking us out and, uh, just, just tough luck, but one of these years, it's going to be the year. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're really close. I think in a deal to, to have another, another guy drive our, our, uh, our other car. So well, we're hoping to have three April racing cars in the field, um, come Tuesday, July 11th. And, uh, it's, it's a special, it's, it's cool. You know, it's one of those races that if you only get one shot every year, so it makes it that much more challenging and you know, winning on Sunday is, is pretty cool, but the Slinger Nationals or something like it. Man, I remember that uh, night so well in 2013 when uh, Rich Bickle, I believe he was on the last chance and finished second to you. And unfortunately you had to go over there and give him the trophy. And he was in tears when you had to do that. Um, what a, what a kind of <laughs> bittersweet moment. Cause it's, it's kind of cool as a fan to see the interaction between you two, but obviously the disappointment for you is, is incredible yeah, as well. Yeah, you know, it was 10 years ago, so I was 20, 23 years old, and uh, it was $10,000 to win. I've, I've never seen $10,000 in my life, and um, I had to check in my hand, and I had to give it up. So it was a, it was a learning experience. Um, I took blame for it. I, the tech guy, he looked me in the eyes, and he's like, "This, what do you want to do here? And I'm like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I, I don't want to win this thing cheating, so – if you got to take it away, you got to take it away. And he's like, I, I don't have a choice, man. And I'm like, I, I get it. And uh, we're back to the trailer and just kind of, I don't know, kind of one of those things, you know, it's kind of like you're at the highest high and then the lowest low. And, um, I looked at the trophy and I looked at this big check that's, you know, it's like 10,000 bucks and I'm like, I can't keep this. You know, I, Richie didn't ask for it. You know, the track didn't make me give it up. I just, uh, I knew it was the right thing to do is you know, I didn't win it fairly. So I had to, I had to walk over and, um, Got to be really good friends with Rich throughout the years, and it was one of those, you know, hand it over to him, and he had some some kind words of wisdom. You know, he's he's been there before, and you know, it's probably not the last time, but not the first time that's it's going to happen. And uh, you know, you move on. And our our goal that year was to win the nationals, and you know, we 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 kind of accomplished that. And then after after that, we uh, you know, it's it's funny because you you know, social media and everything else, you you're pretty down on yourself, you know, it's like, man, like this, this really sucks. But Wednesday morning we, we got up and I, I looked at my, 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 my wife, I think she was, I think we were married at the time, but I looked at her and I'm like, we got to, I want to, I want to get out of town. So we went up North and I left, I left my phone. I turned everything off. We went up North, we went fishing. We, we enjoyed time as a family. And um, ever since that time, like that's our, every year after the nationals, Wednesday morning, we, we had up North and we just, you kind of relax, you know, because you have all this pressure going into the nationals, and after it's over, it's like, all right, now it's time to 
time to enjoy some some family time and and uh, get back to um, spending time with the kids and the and the wife and the, and the whole family. So that is so cool. Yeah, what an incredible uh, story there. I appreciate you sharing that because I know it's uh, probably not easy for you. But, um, hey, I feel like your story kind of epitomized Slinger Nationals and how hard it is to win the event and what makes the event. It's one of the crown jewels up here. I look forward to it every year. Slinger is such a unique place. Uh, talk about the event itself. It's just amazing. Yeah, it sure is. Um, you know, between when I first started racing um, – you know, we, Wayne Erickson was running, running the show or on the track and running it. Um, it was, it was my Super Bowl, and I grew up watching racing at Slinger and, and going there as a kid. And uh, I never dreamt that I would be it, it, have the ability to race, let alone race at that level. And um, so that, that to me was a dream come true, just to be able to compete um, and be competitive. And then on top of it, you throw in, you know the likes of Kyle Bush and Matt Kenseth and William Byron and, you know, all these cup guys that you, know, you look up, you look up to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty neat to be able to race against them now and be able to shake their hand at the end of the day and, and, uh, have fun. So. Hey man, everybody out there knows that I love red race cars, man. And you got the sharpest one in town down there, but Hey, it's plastered all full of sponsors, man. Who helps you out to make this whole thing work? You know, I have a I have a laundry list of people that are supporting us. Um, you know, breaking equipment's been with me for a long time. A seat in the company that I work for, uh, West Bend Sausage, uh, Snow Studs, Bikes Industries, Zeller Transportation, uh, HMB Landscape, uh, and there's uh, there's so many that, that help us. Uh, Schrader Simplicity. And then, you know, just all the crew guys that dedicate so much time, you know, without them, doesn't matter how much, how many sponsors you have, you wouldn't be able to get to the track. So, Hey, uh, the expected entry list got released uh, the other day and it looks incredible. Give us your thoughts on the list this year and how much of what you do there each season has you preparing for the Slinger Nationals? Cause that's the one that everyone wants. You know, they always say to be the best, you got to beat the best. So when I look at the list of, of drivers that are coming to the Slinger Nationals, um, it's exciting. You know, it's it's one of those one of those things where if you if you want to if you want to say you did it, uh, there's nothing more more uh, important than saying you did it against the best. So that's 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 super cool that these guys want to come race at this track and want to come to the Slinger Nationals. So um, just that alone. Um, it, it, it puts another star on the calendar. Um, you get guys like Chase Elliott that are coming, never raced there before. I'm sure he'll be he'll be very competitive and be very fast. So, um, on top of those the, the local guys you race against every week, and then you know it's uh, it's such it's such a cool race. I get so excited for it because you know yes, it's twenty grand to win plus lap leader money. You know, there's that's not even the biggest part. The biggest part is the race itself. So. Um, the stands this year, I think, are going to be absolutely jam-packed. Um, you have guys like Matt Kenseth who bring a huge crowd of Wisconsin people that have watched him go from the short tracks to the Cup to being a Winston Cup champion. And then you have Chase Elliott, who is the most recent you know champion that's racing at Slinger. And he's got, I would say, the younger crowd, and Matt's got the other crowd. It's a, it's a win-win for the track. Um, I, I really hope that it's standing room only. I think it will be. 
you've been helping Gabe Summers and maybe a few others at traveling races. We've seen you in the pits and all that. How much has that helped you of being like a crew chief and helping other people while they're traveling? Yeah, you know, it's uh, you learn a lot. There's a lot of things that we do specifically at Slinger that are different than most places. Um, so that makes it, it makes your ideas sometimes, you know, irrelevant when you go to other places. So when you go to other places, you try other things and you learn more stuff. And the more you're at the track, the more you learn. So um, it's been important to me to kind of grow that side of, I guess, that, that side of the business. You know, I, I own the team. I, I run the team. I drive. Get my own sponsors. But then on top of it, uh, learning how to handle being a crew chief because usually I'm the one behind the wheel, the one that making the calls. So, um, but now I'm behind a pit box. So that, that was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy racing more though. So it's going to be hard <laughs> to keep me out of the seat. Um, but it's, it's good to fill in on weekends that we're not racing um, and help, help tell people out. Um, you get to, you get to be a big family, you know, between Gabe and his whole family over there. Um, we got really close. We talk, you know, pretty often and, and you throw Derek Thorne into the mix and him and I talk a lot and Steven Assey. It's, it's just, it's cool because as a racer, you know, we race in Wisconsin, we race at Slinger, but at the end of the day, we get to race. There's only guys just like us all across the country. So when we get to meet these guys and we all have the same interests and the same, the same drive and the same wants, um, it's just cool to be able to communicate and talk to other people that are on opposite parts of the country. That's pretty cool, man. Hey, what's your schedule looking like for the rest of the year? Are you going to travel a little bit? Where can us fans find you? Yeah, so we uh, obviously the, there's a couple more races at Slinger. Uh, we'll do those. Uh, we we had talked about going to uh, to Madison for for the, that race there, um, and then some Dell stuff, and then maybe Oktoberfest, kind of depending on how the season ends. So, um, but maybe in Kikana, let's maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, see what, what happens you know it's hard because the red white and blue it's uh i wish they would work together a little bit easier with slinger because the slinger nationals are on tuesday and the white race is on thursday so to race tuesday and thursday is pretty challenging i mean it can be done but uh it just puts the toll on the guys and it's uh but maybe the blue race maybe maybe we'll be up there for that that would be uh, that would be awesome, man. Hey, uh, two things to end here with, buddy. Um, you also own the car for uh, RJ Brong, who's racing down there. A great racer. He won the Midwest Tour opener earlier this year. What's it like being a car owner, racing against your own car, and a great competitor like him? And then also, you've been a great advocate for him. Yeah. So you know, RJ, RJ came into uh, into our team with kind of kind of open eyes and. You know, he had worked, he had been racing with his dad and, uh, the goal was to, to go and be competitive and win some races at Slinger. And, uh, I think the first year we, we teamed up together, he, he got his first win and I, I was super proud. It's, it's like, you know, having a, it's like having a kid, you know, we, we work together every night in the shop and I'm not doing it for him. I'm, I'm showing him how I do it. Um, you know, cause at some point he's going to be on his own. So he's going to be, you know, working out his own stuff and, um, so it's been a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I kind of joked with him at the opener that you can't beat the, can't beat the uh, boss at golf, <laughs> you know, because I thought a second to him. But, you know, two, two years prior to that, we've never finished first and second. So uh, that was really cool to be able to finish first and second. And, uh, you know, I, obviously I want to win just as much as I want RJ to win. So 
um, but it was, it's cool. He's a, he's a great kid. He, he listens really well. And uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And I'll end with this here. You're the current point leader for the Elite Eight Super Late Models down there at Slinger. Some tough competition down there. You have to be good all eight weeks there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, when I started racing Super Lates, we raced 30 times at Slinger and throughout the summer uh, that went for points. So you can have a bad night and it didn't really hurt you too bad. Um, but now with eight races, you have one bad night and that could end your season. So, um, but that's part of it. You know, we've, you know, last year we missed the opener, uh, being at the hospital with my kid and we knew we were out of the points. So it didn't matter. Um, you know, we were just racing for wins and our goal was to, if I couldn't win it to keep the, to keep the championship in the shop. And, and we did that. So it was, um, that was important to us, um, just as much as, as winning races. So, well, hey, man, you guys are a special family. We appreciate you coming on this so much. You have a great shot at another track championship and also a Slinger Nationals win this year. Good luck uh, the rest of the time, and we'll catch up with you in the near future, buddy. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank yep, you. Good luck, man. We'll see you down the line. We'll see you there at Slinger on the 11th. See you there. Well, Mark, uh, another fantastic interview there. Uh, it was good to hear from Steve. I don't get down to Slinger as much as I would like to. You don't either. But a big Slinger Nationals coming up here on July 11th. So uh, looking forward to that one. And always good to, to catch up with Steve, who came up here uh, in years past and, and is a hell of a racer. Man, he he always runs good at Kakana, man. I'd sure like to see him come up here more often. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, they, they welcome us with open arms when we come into their pitch, you know, and they're very uh, gracious to us. And uh, pretty super family team down there, man. Very yeah, good absolutely. Yep. absolutely. He's got the whole family racing now. His kids are, are doing well, uh, or at least better. And, um, yeah, that GSR cart with, they, they were talking about that was so cool to go to they rip around there i've know i've talked about it in the past but cool to see his whole family involved and and that to me is a true racing family that they all race together and help each other and do all that and it's always good to talk to them yep that's pretty cool stuff man as you brought that out and talked to us about that so yeah good stuff right there absolutely well, uh, let's get into Nashville weekend here with the uh, who Camping World, I said it, Craftsman Truck Series. Um, in stage one, Deegan got loose and into Allen, who collected wood there. Um, he would then pummel the wall on the restart there. Uh, tough day for, for Lawless Allen. Yeah, Allen, it's spelled a different way there, so it wasn't <laughs> the, the, the typical Allen there, you know. But, uh, yeah, Deacon just touched the uh, the apron right there, and it was just enough to, you know, how that will make the car go or the truck go up the track and made contact. So, yeah, but afterwards, once on uh, Allen, they, they, they classify that as he smashed the wall, and that was the end of his day right there. Yeah, he uh, he also didn't have very nice things to say about Deacon. And I also think, uh, didn't Corey Heim say that he thought he saw a screwdriver come out of a vehicle and he thought the 45 hit that? And so that was that was put out there too. So they were talking about uh, tools falling out of vehicles and there's phones laying on racetracks and then the pits lately. So <laughs> it's just all kinds of crazy stuff going on with that. Yeah, on that restart where uh, Lawless Allen pummeled the wall, Zane had a big moment there as well. And uh, thought it was due to the previous accident, but Heim said that screwdriver fell out of Santa 
Sanchez's truck there. And also a phone was found on the track too. So stuff was just everywhere. It was sitting right on the line. We were just waiting for somebody to tap it. You know, it was during a caution. You know, wondering if somebody was going to run it over. But they, they picked it up. Hopefully uh, they didn't have to pay a finder's fee or anything like that. Yeah, I saw Brett Griffin uh, spotter and with uh, door bumper clear, he posted, uh, oh, a typical Clemson fan, you know, because he's a South Carolina fan. So <laughs> he got a shot in there. But it was a crew chief for the 46 truck uh, who – whose phone it was so <laughs> imagine that it ends up out there so imagine how that happens yep uh raja karuth while leading starts to have a fuel pressure issue and has to pit man unfortunate for him he's had so so many good runs and it just hasn't come to fruition for him yet that's the first time he's ever led in a race man and then all of a sudden as soon as he got that uh, the bad luck showed right away yep Zane Smith would win the stage over Sanchez, Curry, Hosevar, Heim, Ankrum, Tanner Gray, Enfinger, Matt Benedetto, and Taylor Gray. Curry, there's a name all of a sudden just like, hey, there's a new one right there, and he was running good in that 41 truck. Yeah, he's been in that 41 a few times and always has been fast. In fact, I think he's going to be uh, in that ride for the rest of the season, they announced, so he's uh, he's going to have some good – Good runs there in that truck, I believe. Look, look good there, man. He was running good all day, man. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, in stage two, unfortunately, Ty has an electrical issue and pulls off. Man, he's had some bad luck lately in that truck. There's been some gremlins that's going on there, man. So, yeah, dang mechanical stuff, man. You got to fight that stuff, you know. It's, it's a mystery. No doubt. Uh, Friesen would go around, and then after that, Die spins and collects Riggs, who comes back up the track and collects Holmes. That was a big shot there. Yeah, it sure was, Riggs. And then, yeah, for a penalty on that, um, 45 or the 43, once again, Die with his camera. I think they put a, it's uh, automatic that they put a camera in his car because it seems like he's the action guy. Yeah, <laughs> he is for sure. Uh, Haim would win the second stage over Josevar, De Benedetto, Zane Smith, Rhodes, Ankrum, Curry, Tanner Gay, Gray, excuse me, Drew, and Eckes. Yeah, that's the fifth win for Haim, you know. You think about that. That's 50, that's 50 extra points, dude, just by winning stages. So, you know, he's got five stage wins already. Yeah, that's that can be huge for sure. That adds up. Yep. Uh, Thompson gets loose under Eckes and backs into the wall. Eckes brushed the wall as well there. And yeah, yeah, and Eckes was uh, pretty much pretty much done for the day right there after that. Yeah. Uh, Friesen would spin and brush his end finger there. Then Eckes got collected by Friesen. They would both continue, but with uh, some damage. Yeah, that was that was all. All that went on through that that area. So. Um, yeah, Eckes one didn't have the damage before, but man, that second time that was the end of him. Yep. Um Hosevar would go on and win the race over Zane Smith, Sanchez, Heim, Curry, Purdy, DeBenedetto, Ankrum, Rhodes, and Garcia. You know, there were six of them that actually stayed out with five to go. Um, should have been six to go. They had a good way of um doing away with a lap again, just like why aren't we going green? So with five to go, you know, so they, uh, host of ours stayed out and, uh, it worked for him. Um, there was, uh, Sanchez was coming through, but not enough laps to finish it off. So most of our wins that race, uh, good, good stuff. Hey, we just saw him in Milwaukee, gave him a high five and turned around and 
spread our good luck. You went over and won the truck race, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, he's been super fast lately, and uh, it's all come together for him. So he could be uh, scary come the playoffs here. Yeah, we'll see where that goes, man. Peak at the right time. So, for sure. Uh, well, then the Xfinity series also at Nashville. Uh, Kyle Sieg spins on lap one in turn one after being three wide. He collects his brother Ryan Sieg, Elgire, and Parsons. The Sieg's and Elgire might uh, actually they would be okay. Parsons got the worst of it and would be done for the day. Man, the track was treacherous, dude. It was just slipping and sliding and. Um, yeah, we couldn't even get around the first corner, man, without a big pileup right away. Yeah. Uh, Hill would spin after getting loose when he put it three wide and backs it into the wall. Uh, we did not have one green flag lap at that point yet. It was uh, we, not good. We didn't get the first green flag lap past the line till lap 15. <laughs> you know, so we had two two uh, cautions right away and just couldn't just couldn't get going. Till after they laid rubber down. After they laid the rubber down, then all of a sudden it seemed like everybody settled in. But, um, yeah, it was treacherous to start that race. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Chad Chastain would spin and somewhat collects Ellis there. They would both be okay. Yeah, they would. That's a Chad Chastain. So, <laughs> you know, that is relation. Kind of cool how he got that right. But, uh, yeah, that 91 car is an up-and-coming vehicle. Absolutely. Uh, Ty Gibbs would win the stage over Custer, Elmendinger, Hosevar, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith, Herbst, Mayer, Nemechek, and Kligerman. Yeah, and then Nemechek got pinched for having too many men over the wall, so that that uh, sent him to the back after that stage. Yeah. Uh, in stage two, Hill and Gibbs make contact on the restart. Gibbs spins and collects Elmendinger and Hosevar. Elmendinger would continue, but the other two were done. Yeah, he was on old tires, and then, uh, oh, by the way, that Gibbs was my pick and just kind of smeared him off, so I saw that, oh, wow, I ain't in this race anymore, so I went out and mowed the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made up for it later, but, uh, yeah. hey, a close call between Herbst and Sammy Smith when Herbst went to block twice, then Mozak spins and overcorrects into the wall. You know, they say if you're if you're spinning, just turn it left and spin. But we've had that. We've seen that where also the right, the, the, the tires catch and it'll shoot you right across and bury you into the into the wall. So, yeah, it's uh, that car was destroyed after that. Yep. Uh, Creed and Sammy Smith make contact after Creed got loose. Both go around. Sammy hammers the wall. Jones also got a piece of this. And then it later comes out that NASCAR docs Sheldon Creed 25 points and fines him 25000 for intentionally wrecking Sammy Smith at Nashville. Bob Pockress said NASCAR reviewed the radio communications from the number two team in NASCAR's determination that communication clearly resulted in the number two car wrecking the 18 car on lap 69. There's more to it here. Nick DeGroot on Twitter says uh, Creed said on the radio, the number 18 is trying to get wrecked. I'm calm, but I mean this nicely. If he holds it on my door on entry like that again, I'm going to slow down and turn right. And the number two, the number two team said they will bust your ass for that. So those are quotes um, from the radio. So NASCAR got a hold of that, and that's why you see the penalty. 
That's funny stuff, but you know what? Yeah, the uh, the principal's office is listening here, so <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, if, he, if he's going to come here, I'm going to uh, take him out. So, well, if you say it and it happens, guess what? You're going to get busted for that. Yeah, and, and we've seen that this year already. Well, yeah, so hey, yeah, you, you got to nip that because if you start wiping people out on purpose and if somebody gets hurt, then it's really going to be unfortunate. Yep, yep, I totally agree. Chandler Smith would win the stage over Custer, Hemrick, Mayer, Herbst, Nemechek, Zane Smith, Barry, Retzloff, and Moffitt. Yeah, and then the 98, Herbst, he got he got busted for an unloose tire, so that sent him to the back, and that pretty much um, pretty much almost destroyed his day right there. Yep. Uh, Mayer gets blocked in, and a crew member from another car was coming around. Good job by him stopping there, man. Lost some track position, but that was tight. That was close, man. That was heads up by Mayer because, yeah, he could have took his knees right out right there. Yep. Kligerman slowed, and Gra- Grala got into him slightly. Kligerman went around. He was looking to pit possibly with a tire issue. Yeah, he spun off four, but Grala just kind of cleaned him up. Yep. Custer came over the radio and said he was not happy that AJ had damage that potentially is helping him. What do you do, though? This is from the earlier incidents. I mean, it wasn't like they intentionally did it, so – uh, but Creed, or excuse me, Custer took note of that and was surprised NASCAR wasn't yeah. doing anything about it. What, what are you going to do? You know, uh, so the back end was caved in, but you know, just it is what it is. Sometimes that's an advantage to get wrecked, you know. Just, you know, we've heard Daryl Waltrip say, Hey, you know, I did a lot better after I wrecked my car, and it's just like handled. Sometimes them guys like them certain, certain wrinkles in a car, <laughs> yeah. Chad Chastain would go around again with five to go. It would go into overtime. And then Chandler Smith goes around after contact from Barry. They were three or four wide, though. Yeah, for sure. But, hey, on that restart, Herbst was out of line. And, you know, you're supposed to stay in line until you go to the start-finish line. But I always thought that if it was on the outside, you're, you're a free game if you could pass somebody on the outside. So they questioned it, and Herbst didn't get fined or didn't, didn't get penalty for that. Yeah, you're supposed to stay in line either way, I think. So um, that was an interesting call there by NASCAR. But A.J. Allmendinger, with that damage we mentioned, he would go on and win the race over Herbst, Mayer, Hill, Barry, Nemechek, Zane Smith, Hemrick, Custer, and Retzloff. Yeah, Herbst come back and got a second place, man. And then a whole bunch of them piled them all up right at the start-finish line. Also, there was a big, big slam fest at the end of the race. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so that's how that one ended up in a bang. Yep. Uh, well, then let's go into the Cup Series right away. Uh, Kyle Busch would have to pit with a flat tire there early in Stage 1. Yeah, didn't you say that he had a flat front tire, and then they came back and he says, no, it was a rear tire, and he goes, close enough. <laughs> what he yeah, said I, th- on the radio. I think he said right front, but they told him right rear, and he said mm-hmm. close enough. So Close, close enough. <laughs> right so. side, then, he had right, so yeah. Yeah, and then uh, – Back in when qualifying, you know, Suarez, he wrecked his car on yep. qualifying, so he ended up in a backup car, but uh, it, uh, the backup car was uh, performing halfway decent for him. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't do better this weekend, though. Like, I felt yeah. like it was, a, it was a struggle for them. Yeah, especially once when your partner gets the pole and then uh, and how he performed. It's amazing how the 99 didn't perform as good as, as his partner did. Yeah. 
Uh, Reddick would win stage one over Chastain, Byron, Truex, Hamlin, Elliott, Bush, Larson, Bell, and Umendinger. I tell you what, there, there's Bush there, so a good rebound after having to pit early. Yeah, and then he got busted for speeding. Him and Harvick, they both got busted, so sent it to the back. And, uh, you know, um, they were talking with Blaney, you know, that was that was my pick, and right away he hit the turn, turn two wall coming off, and I just, like, shake my head about that. And then um, he was talking about brake shake and how the brakes were really shaking on the car, and he was having a, having a heck of a time. And uh, um, the 34, um, he tried to come in hot on the pits, and he, uh, yeah, he uh, didn't get to the commitment cone, and so that cost him a penalty there. Yeah. And then how about Reddick? He loses a wheel after pitting. He knew he had an issue, and, an issue and tried to pit, but spun, and the tire came off. But since he spun on pit road, the penalty was he had to start at the tail end of the field instead of having that um, – two-lap penalty and two-week suspension for crew members. So uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't know that I agree with that call because he was technically on pit road, but I think the rule is written to say, okay, if you pull out of your pit and it comes off and you can, you know, that type of deal, not if you spin on a pit road and it comes off while you're spinning. I don't know. What's your what's your thoughts <laughs> on that? I shook my head on that one. Just like, really? But uh, I was more fortunate that – that tire didn't scoot and take off. You know, it, it pretty much wanted uh, uh, pooped out of the car. It just kind of like lost all its momentum. And it just kind of, that was the best way to describe it. And it just kind of rolled down and they got to save the tire. But uh, yeah, really weird, but still cost him two laps to start at the back. His day was done. Yeah. Kozlowski struggled on the restart. Byron was behind him. Due to that checkup, Bush gets into Blaney and they spin. Blaney goes hard into the inside wall there. Bush shaved his car, but Blaney got off the brakes to try to save his car, but it went into the wall anyway. It looked like it was one of those positions where it was going to spin backwards, but you and I have talked about this. There's that angle where it's almost like you can't save it, and I think it was just enough in that angle where that's what happened, so it just shot into the wall. And at the time, my first thought was, I don't think that wall had safer barrier, and it didn't. It did not. It did not, and then he even said, oh, crap, over the radio, I need help, and people heard that, and um, especially fans did. They freaked out to talk to all oh, my. Um, yeah, yeah, isn't it amazing how that car folded up 50 miles an hour? He said he thought he could actually yeah, spin it around, you know, and and handle the car, but the, the tires gripped and it hit that, hit that wall. Um, yeah, unfortunate, but, man, uh, I'm sure he felt that he, he definitely did and was questioning why there wasn't a soft wall there, water barrel, sand barrels. There, there'll be something there next time. I guarantee you. Yeah. You and I were talking earlier in the weekend. Um, I heard NASCAR said that they can't put a safer barrier there because the wall is too small, but NASCAR said it was unacceptable and that something will be there next year, whether it be the barrels or tires or something, because you just can't have that. No, you can't have that. And, and then they always say, isn't it amazing how race cars just seem to find a way where there's uh, um, something that's been overlooked? We've seen that through the years where somebody will find a way to find a place that I never thought that you would crash there, and that's uh, that's what happened. Yep. And he went down when he got outside of the car for a little bit, so he was definitely 
feeling that a little bit. Uh, yeah, sounds yeah, like he's doing sure. okay. I listened to him on Sirius XM NASCAR radio. I think it was yesterday, and he said he's he's doing okay for the most part. But I'm sure that car's in R and D and see how it folded up on the front end. You know, they they showed how how many bars that they've moved and how they've. Uh, so that there's more crush in the car. Um, I'm sure R&D is going to look at that. And uh, if they didn't have that stuff, remember, you know, last year when that car was so stiff, um, yeah, maybe the outcome wouldn't have been so good. So maybe, maybe, you know, um, look at that, maybe to figure something out to keep them, car, keep them guys safe. Well, unless they changed their mind like they did the last time and called some wreck cars to the R&D center, it was announced that no no cars went to the R&D center this week. So um, that's what was announced after the race. So unless they changed their mind like they did a few year, weeks ago, remember, uh, they kind of did that same thing where they announced, yep, they're going to go and get them on that Monday or Tuesday after the race. Uh, I had not heard they did that, so I don't believe it did go to the R&D center. I'm sure they're going to look at it, though. You know, they're just at least poke around and look at it and see how the components uh crushed and everything like that that's that's a major wreck man that hit like that um usually with a soft wall you know it's it's a hard hit but that hitting a regular wall that's a sting you know that'll really rattle your cage so no fortunately you walked away from that man that, hurt that hurt that poor mustang oh yeah. i cried i cried there a little before it got all crushed over there so <laughs> yeah just thankfully is okay uh, for the most part. But Hamlin would win the stage over Truex, Chastain, Byron, Bell, Bubba Wallace, Elliott, Elmeninger, Harvick, and Jones. Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, we saw we saw that Chastain had a long, long uh, run car. And we, we noticed that right after stage two. And, uh, you know, uh, Hamlin and uh, 19 Truex, they were um, – they were the three cars that had to be uh, dealt with to, to, to get the win on this one. Yeah, and uh, Chastain was able to get by Truex there, and he took off. There was kind of yo-yoing there a little bit with Truex reeling him in a little bit, but Chastain was just too strong, and Chastain wins his first race of 2023 over Truex, Hamlin, Elliott, Larson, Byron, Bell, Jones, Bush, and Umendinger. You know, as as a Ford fan, man, Ford has really been sucking it up really bad. You know, hey, Harvick, the only one in a Ford that's really actually doing something. He was running fourth, and uh, watch it, I'm going to come over there. And uh, he ended up with a flat tire, and that, that ended up ruining uh, Harvick's day. Um, and then, hey, how about after the race, you know, Suarez was going to go uh, – give a little uh, love to his partner and uh, Briscoe was cruising along and didn't realize and they had a, a pretty good uh, thumper there at the beginning of pit road there at the end. Yeah. I wonder what Briscoe was doing there. Cause he could have just slowed down with the pack and went in. I don't know why he was trying to pass all those cars uh, there, but true. Um, sorry, not true. Uh, Suarez made that late move there. So I, I guess I can say it's on both of them, but I would like to know what Briscoe was doing to try to get by those drivers because um, I didn't really understand that. But um, unfortunately, both cars I didn't have damage in the race got damage. And then on top of it, uh, Suarez was already in a backup car due to damage and qualifying that you mentioned a little while ago. So now uh, two cars had damage out of the weekend from him. Yeah, that's about uh, Briscoe's year all wrapped up in one. And so, and after that, it wasn't known as Nashville. It was Smashville, smashing watermelons on the racetrack, man. <laughs> um, um, good to see uh, 
Chastain win that race. Uh, even though I had him picked, that was a good deal. But um, um, he had the long run on there, and, uh, he, you know, the, the lap cars were affecting him, and Truex was trying to chase him down. But, you know, the whole time Truex was uh, uh, in dirty air also. Um, turned out to be a really cool race, man. It worked out. It was a good, uh, good event. Yeah, I thought the cup race was pretty good. Um, they could do things that the Xfinity cars just couldn't. The Xfinity cars lapped uh, grip there, and uh, the cup cars just stuck a little better and provided some better racing. So it was good. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Smashville because I think they call it Smashville for the Nashville Predators down there. So it was kind of uh, Nashville kind of corresponding weekend there. For sure, but hey, remember on the beginning of stage two when they were three wide and they were going like three, four laps, and I mean that that's that's good stuff there, man. Um, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, it was. It was very impressive. Hey, I got a, a stat or some information for you here before we uh, get into our picks and talk about some local racing. Uh, this weekend's Nashville races were won by, and this comes from Lost Schemes on Twitter. Nice Motorsports, Colleague Racing, and Trackhouse Racing. Ross Chastain scored all three organizations their first win. Uh, 2019 in Kansas, he got Nice Motorsports their first win. 2019 at Daytona, he got Colleague Racing their first Xfinity win. And uh, 2022 at Coda, he got Trackhouse Racing their first win. So kind of an interesting thing corresponding with Ross Chastain there. That was on Race Hub tonight. So Allison says, here's an interesting stat, and they put that out there. So, yeah, all of a sudden you think, like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Chastain uh, had uh, connections with the other two winners this uh, this weekend. Yeah, I wonder if Race Hub got it from Lost Schemes on Twitter because um, that was a, I thought that was a pretty good stat to bring out. It's in, yeah, possibility there, too. Yep. Well, um, <clears throat> Let's talk some short track racing before we get into our, our picks to end it here. So, um, well, Friday night we went to Chilton for the Dirt Kings race. Unfortunately, that didn't work out the greatest. Uh, Dirt Kings and the track couldn't uh, come together on an agreement, and a lot of the drivers didn't want to drive the track there. So I think it was, what, nine late models decided to stay, but – the show, the features were all pretty good, including that late model race there. So um, it was still a good night, but unfortunate that that happened. For sure, man. But that's your first time there. And like I told you, they can rip around that place, man. So it's kind of entertaining there at Chilton. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree with you. And then uh, Saturday, you were down at the Dells where Luke Fenhouse took the win uh, in an incredible comeback from the back of the pack there. It looked like an awesome race. You know, Dick Trickle would have been proud of how that how that turned out. That that's what Dick Trickle used to do back in the day, man. Just come on up, pass you clean, and move on. Um, they did an amazing job down at the Dells. All of a sudden, after one of the first heat races, we looked at the radar and just like, oh, oh, you know. And they called all the guys to the cars, and we got the whole all the features in except for the uh, um, for the legends. The last five laps, we didn't get in. But other than that, super show, man. It was uh, it was a fun night down at the Dells. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it looked like a lot of fun there. And then I want to go back to Thursday night uh, for another edition of Thursday Night Thunder with the Fox River Racing Club at Wisconsin International Raceway. Uh, winners from that night were Tony Wills in the Super Stocks. Uh, Cody Vanderloop uh, came back strong in the Sport Trucks and took the win. The Quarter Mile Late Models race number one was won by Dan Thompson. That was kind of cool because he's had uh, spurts of uh, great racing, and he hopped up from, to the Quarter Mile Late Model from the uh, sizzling four division so that was cool to see him get his first win in that quarter mile late model pretty early on in his career in that race number two was won by henry neardales in the late models jj vanderloop got his second win of the year justin fickle took the sizzling four feature sawyer efforts took uh, uh his third weekly win for the fox river racing club out there he's hot and uh figure eights mike meyerhofer jr end of the night in victory lane so congratulations to everyone on their wins so yeah another good super night man we were done at 9 30 and when um, it was a, a all-around good night good good crowd out there good everything good weather no doubt uh so tomorrow night a big night we got the big wheel races at wisconsin international raceway we got fireworks after some great racing it's always a great night come out and join us racing starts at 6 30 so it's going to be a, a busy night, so get out there early. Absolutely, for sure, man. It's uh, supposed they're, they're talking scattered uh, uh, discomfort around, but no big deal because Lauren Leet says what? What do you say, Lauren? We'll be all right. And so guess what? We're going to be all right. We're going to be good out there. So come on out and support the local racetrack right out there. Absolutely. Any other uh, short track or local racing you want to talk about before we get into our picks to end this thing? Not much, man. Fourth of July is coming up. Um, I'm going to skip going to the Dells this weekend and spend time with the family. The Tundra's, Tundra race is down at Slinger, hoping and wishing good weather for them, man. They well and deserve it for sure. Um, They're actually so, at the Dells. They're at the Dells on Saturday. Where did I say? Slinger. Oh, Dells, yeah. Oh, where did I come up with Slinger? The Dells is where they're at. And I'll tell you what, the Dells always seems to have a way of Putting out the best races, man. That that place never never disappoints. Yeah, the I'm hoping to make the Tundra series. Uh, for once, it looks like they're going to get some good weather, so uh, that looks good for them. Uh, I it's going to be tough for me to make it. It's still possible, so um, we'll see what happens there. It's tough on July Fourth weekend with camping and family time and all that, but hope to make it there because uh, they put on some good racing and especially at Dells. I mean. That, that place always is is a good time. Always is, man. If anybody came out of state and says, hey, I've never been to a racetrack in Wisconsin, where would you want to go? Go to the Dells. Um, even though I love Kakana Lacrosse and all the rest of them, Slinger, um, uh, the Dells just, uh, just never disappoints, man. That's always a good place. It's a good one for sure. Well, uh, let's uh, let's end this thing with our picks here. So we got the Chicago Street Race coming up. So this is one that we don't know what to expect. Uh, so it should be uh, an interesting weekend here. Mark, you pick first in the Xfinity Series. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, who won there last year? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. All right. But Nobody. Hey. I went on to Yahoo. Yahoo was talking about Chicago and talking about the politics and the stuff that's going on. And uh, right now it's not being accepted very well down there. There's a there's a 180-day clause 
to uh, that one side or the other can get away from their contract. Um, they didn't want to drop out of it here because they knew NASCAR would take them to court if they uh, if they didn't race this time. Um, I'm hearing nothing but bad things down there. Now we're talking, we're talking 60% chance. What what happens? Let's say, for instance, and, and I never want to see precipitation that wipes out an event. What happens if they can't race on Sunday? Are they going to hold Chicago hostage on Monday on a work day to race there if they can't get the race in? If it, as they're talking 60% chance of a heavy, uh, heavy rain down there. And then and Saturday is a 50-50 shot too. Um, so that would really put a little fly in the ointment if, uh, if weather holds this race up this weekend. They do have lights. So, because uh, it's on the streets. So they got lights. So that's, that's a, a positive. That would be weird, man. But they have they have to get it in. Monday looks good down there, but I saw the weather just like, ooh, what would happen if they ended up getting washed out? It's supposed to be on Sunday. They said it's like it's supposed to be like seventy degrees with a stiff wind, northeast wind off of the lake coming off of Lake Michigan. So you know how that could really actually feel in inclement weather. You know, we've been close to Lake Michigan on bad days, so. Um, <laughs> wish of luck down there. We'll see how this Chicago works, man. Um, a lot of people have all kinds of comments about it, but guess what? We have not seen the product yet, so there's really no comment about it. Um, we'll see. Um, there's been so much work that's been trying to make this thing a success, so uh, stay optimistic and positive and, and watch racing this weekend, see how it turns out. Yeah, I totally agree. I, do, I don't know what to expect, so I'm not going to say anything negative without seeing it. Uh, we'll see see how it works. I think we talked about that clause earlier in the year when this was whole whole thing was going down and you were talking about what you were hearing, and I was hearing some of that stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll just see. We'll have to wait to see. I, they, they'll bring the wet weather tires, I'm sure, there if they have to. So, um <laughs> We'll, we'll just see how it goes. I, I'm holding I'm holding court until until I see it. And see what the residents and, and the business people and everybody's all got to say about it, you know. And and hey, hopefully it'll be a good race. We'll see. Yeah, and, and that's gonna really determine of how good of a race it is. If it's a stinker, it's like, oh boy, you know, so um yeah, so we'll stay positive. So hey, ah, I'm I, Xfinity, I get the first pick, man. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna Go after a, a road course dude that can get around really good. I'm going to give you a big dose of Cole Custer, man. I haven't um, – I think I've used him once. No, I haven't used him yet this year. So, good time to throw him out there and give you a big dose of double O. Uh, that is correct. You have not used him uh, yet this year. So, um, that's your first time there. I used him once earlier. I'm going to go with the guy who I also think could be good at this, and I think he's probably raced a couple of street courses. Remember, no cup drivers can be in this race, so that threw a wrench in, in some of the plans. They're thinking maybe you would take AJ or something like that. Not possible. I'm going to go with Parker Kligerman, who can get around, and I think he probably has raced a few street courses with his other racing that he's done. So um, I feel pretty good about Parker Kligerman this weekend. Yep, that'll that'll work. Hey, it's like it's a crapshoot, man. We'll see how it works. Um, we'll see how this goes. How people pick this track up first, but that, that's a good pick. Yeah, uh, for the Cup Series, I have the first pick there. I'm gonna go with the obvious choice, AJ Allmendinger. That that's uh, that would be the pick of a ball, man. Um, I was looking possibly of taking the 45 this week. 
Um, I was uh, looking at Reddick, thinking about it, but guy can use him later. Hey, Chase Elliott is uh, in a win win to get in kind of deal and uh nothing on a road course he seems to slowly be getting his uh, act together he got a fourth this last week so um yep chase elliott is that that's going to be my pick to throw against you it's a good pick too we know how he does on the road courses so maybe a, a street course will will be in his future a win there um you know, one thing I just thought about that popped in my head, you know, none of us really, neither of us really talked about taking Joey Logano, but the last few times there's been a new uh, track and all that, Joey Logano has taken the cake. So uh, I just thought about that a little bit. Maybe he's one to watch this weekend. I was thinking that too, but he didn't do well at uh, Wilkesboro, so he didn't he didn't get the win down there for the All-Star race. So, um, so maybe he broke that string, but that <laughs> is always one guy that you look at uh, first time and he's always there, so... Hey, and, and Joey runs good on road courses, so never know, man. Never know, for sure. Well, any uh, closing thoughts from you, buddy? Uh, that's about it. I hope everybody has a safe 4th of July, that's for sure. Um, you're just going to go up in the Northwoods and just take some camping and just going to relax this weekend, man, and um, kind of catch our breath because, man, all of a sudden it's going to, for me, it's going to take off. We got Slinger Nationals uh, coming up and then, couple days later i'll be down in anderson indiana for the red bud and um and then it goes on from there and then the schedule really takes off so uh, like a firecracker so gonna enjoy the time off just kind of relax get halfway through the summer but man the schedule is going to get really super busy coming up it is yeah so yeah that slinger nationals white race red bud for you i'm going out to a concert so it's it's busy times uh here for sure. So uh, I echo the sentiments that you say. Everyone have a safe 4th of July. We'll be back on here next Wednesday, July 5th. We are going to have Alex Prunty as our guest. So uh, that's a, that's going to be a good one, gearing up for uh, Slinger Nationals uh, next week as well. So I'm uh, looking forward to, to having him on. He's been dabbling up here a little bit more, so it's good to see him traveling up here and uh, should be a good show. But, uh, yeah. Come on out to Wisconsin International Raceway tomorrow night. Going to be a great night. Can't wait to see everyone. Some good racing, great fireworks. Uh, looking forward to it. And uh, go out and support the Tundra Series if you're able to. Maybe I'll see you there. Otherwise, uh, Mark, thanks for joining me as always. Thanks, everyone, for your support. And, hey, we'll talk to you soon. See you at the track tomorrow night, man. See, see you there. there. See ya. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it and thank you for listening.